his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. something from the Todd Feinberg show listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast hey hey WTIC oh this is so much fun isn't it Aaron and Goshen hi there hi Todd so um, I'm really hopeful and praying that Bob Stepnowski is going to step up and take this alley-oop and slam it home because I mean (laughs) This uh, a way to set the table, and um, right in time too, because we're right. We're in September now. Yep. We only got a couple months left. It's time to get aggressive. It's time to get the campaign ads out there. It's time to get them on TIC. It's um, it's time. What do you think, Todd? Do you have a particular angle on which thread of the story you would pick up on, and how you would integrate it into an attack on Ned's governance? So, um, I mean, one of the big things that, like, one of your um, further or one of your previous callers hinted on is that when you take government money, you you now become a prostitute for the government as far as um, what they want you to do when you take the federal money. So, one of those things would be simply saying, like, saying no to big government. Let's be a state. Let's be a state that runs itself and governs itself and doesn't let outside entities tell us what we need to do. I think that would be a great way to do it, that that kind of reaches out to the libertarian people, that definitely gets the conservative base riled up, and it might even get some of the Democrats thinking a little bit. I think that's a good idea, Aaron. I like that, because, uh, you know, one of the things that's missing from our politics and our political arguments is the idea of principles. And what you're talking about is standing up for principles and that carries with it all kinds of suggestions of character and integrity and uh, the kind of person you want to follow leadership and and at the same point too what did ned lamont do to balance the budget oh he took a bunch of government money because of covid what did he do to, to do all these things he took a ton of government money so he essentially put the state into some sort of financial bondage or um, uh, or servitude towards the federal government because n- there's there's nothing in this life for free. Okay, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Period. Well, plus uh, he put the taxpayers of the state into jeopardy because this money goes away and all kinds of new spending has been put into place, and it's going to be a problem to figure out how to move forward once reality sets back in. The bad economy and the inflation and all that stuff is starting to influence the 
what's going to be happening financially for the state in, over the coming year. So uh, the state's in deep trouble. There is the illusion, because COVID was so good to Jolly Ned, there is the illusion that uh, things are going well right now because he's giving away so much money to buy votes, but uh, that ain't what the reality is over the long term. 860 Aaron, thank you for that. Good thoughts there. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, yes, it is us. Joining us now is Bob Stefanowski, Republican nominee for governor, to talk about the big story in the state, the Greenwich School story, the Project Veritas video. Hello there, Bob. Hello, Todd. All I can say is, well, 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 we've got the administration and our governor. Of course, we don't have any pressure in our schools. Connecticut values. There's no woke. There's no critical. You know, we're Connecticut. We uh, we do things right here. <laughs> and lo and behold, it's not funny. It's actually sad. But lo and behold, particularly as a Roman Catholic, I can say it's especially sad that this stuff is happening. And uh, if there's one... You know there's at least five or ten others across the state, and and I'm going to have no tolerance for this when I'm Governor Todd. we got to get government out of the way between parents and their kids, whether it's mask mandates or forced COVID shots or curriculum, talking about these social issues. we got to get government out of the way and let parents raise their kids. That's what Connecticut's about, not this stuff we're hearing yesterday. I think this paints a pretty vivid picture of why what the founders were thinking about in wanting systems to operate on a local level and to keep power out of the hands of state and federal governments as much as possible because centralized, faraway control means that some central person, and you don't know who they are, and some central force, and you don't know what it is, are making secret decisions about what policy is going to be. Well, I, I think that's right. And, you know, if you look back to what the founders wanted out of government, number one was to keep us safe. And that's a topic for another day. But, but in Connecticut, Governor Lamont's bill has absolutely decimated um, police forces across the state. And I'm going to bring those forces back up to, to full capacity. But, but, you know, whatever happened to school teaching reading, writing, arithmetic, and metal shop, and wood shop, and you know, things to give kids practical skills. Can you imagine? I, I, I think we're about the same age, maybe you're a little bit older, but can you imagine when, when we were in school, if, if, if teachers were evaluated based upon their religion or their, or their party affiliation? I mean, teachers were evaluated in the good old days on, on how well they taught kids. And there's some terrific teachers out there. But uh, to see this stuff happening, I was really surprised. I kind of didn't want to believe it. And then I watched the, uh, the the video, and it was like, holy cow, this is actually going on in our state. Well, you know, a lot of teachers got hurt by this practice if the way the assistant principal 
is portraying what his decision making was where he talked about how he wouldn't hire or he wouldn't entertain inquiries for jobs from teachers outside of Greenwich who are under the age of 30 he said because they're more left-leaning and malleable if they're younger and that means that all kinds of people didn't have follow-ups to their job inquiries based on age based on their uh, Catholicism what was the other factor? There's three, right? Uh, did he mention party? I, he, he's mentioned. Oh yes, your political bias. Yeah. So, so the idea that you, because you believe in the American system of government, you're not eligible to be a teacher in at least one community that we know of in Connecticut. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Well, it's that, and it's even broader than that. I, I think I may have told you offline. I was at an event probably about three months ago. And I had I done an interview on WNPR, and, and three teachers showed up who happened to be Democrat. You don't want to paint teachers because there's some terrific teachers out there. But, but these three came up to me, and they said, you know, you actually sounded kind of reasonable on WNPR. We wanted to come here and give you a, a chance. So I said, well, so what do you think? And they said, well, what's your, what's your view on, uh, on teaching? And, and I said, I don't think teachers should be teaching these social issues. They shouldn't be teaching uh, sex education in kindergarten, and, and they shouldn't be teaching moral issues. They should be teaching the subjects. And, and, and with a straight face, the three teachers said, well, we have to do that because many parents are not doing a good job on their own, and we need to intercede and help them. And, and, and it's a remarkable comment. I was lucky, Todd. I won the lottery with my parents, and, and I know some kids don't have great parents, but, but when you start blurring that line in terms of teaching kids morality or... To, or when and where you want to talk about kitchen table issues, and allowing a teacher, who many of the parents haven't even met, make those decisions, that's extraordinarily um, bad for kids and and, and bad for parents. And and I'm not going to let it happen when we win in November. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, because the job of the schools, again, is to give those fundamental skills that one needs to be able to navigate the world so you can figure out the larger issues for yourself. You don't want to be in a situation where the the arm of the state is reaching into the family's lives in through the teachers as as an agent. Their job is pretty clear if you get all this other stuff out of the way, and I think our society would function a lot better. I agree, and you know everything from telling you know, and and I you know parents should be able to do you know within reason what they want with their kids. They obviously, can't harm their kids or anything like that, but. But if they want their kid to wear a mask to school, that's fine. That's their choice. But don't force every other kid in the classroom to have to do it. If a parent, you know, I don't agree with it, but if a parent wants to talk about sexual identity and all that stuff to a kindergartner, that's up to them. Let them do it at home. But to me, it shouldn't be forced on the rest of the kids in the class. And and I think there's this, there's this theme in Connecticut and across the country that government is around to to take care of you and to subsidize you and to teach you what's right and wrong. That's not the, 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 the view of government or the role of government. The role of government is to keep us safe and give us all the opportunity to succeed and then get the hell out of the way. And, and, and that's what we're going to do when we win. We're going to get power back to people and, and let them make the decisions on what to do. I don't want to tell a family what they should be teaching their kids or how they want to raise their kids, but I do want to give them the tools to be able to do it affordably and, and a good school system to do it in. And, and, and that's what the role of government should be. We've got it backwards in Connecticut right now. The other thing that's, that confuses me is we've heard so much through the years about teachers who are upset and schools that, that are 
struggling with dealing with the pressure of standardized tests and, and how much time it takes up and how teachers are forced to teach to the test and the schools can't uh, satisfy all the other uh, the curriculum items that they have to be able to educate kids on because they're so stressed out with the the test and then we hear that they're that they don't actually have that much time for any of those subjects because they're being forced to teach all this other stuff well it's that and and it's the obsession with college and, and college is great for a lot of kids but um, you know, it's not for some kids, and, and it almost seems like some of the schools, and I'm not saying all of them because there's some great schools, but the goal should be to educate kids, not to get them into the best colleges or to have the best test scores so that school district can, can reflect well. It's to prepare the kids, and, and, and I think we should be teaching more trade skills in these schools. You go to a, every trade school in Connecticut, every graduate has three, four, five job offers. Mm-hmm. So again, it's exactly what you said. It's to give people the foundation to be able to make their own choices. One of the things, my, I, you know, she went. My, one of my daughters went to the public school in, in in Madison, and they had College Day, where you're all supposed to wear your your college T-shirt. Well, what if a kid doesn't want to go to college? Really? Why? Why are you assuming that every and and implicitly, it's saying the kid who got into Harvard is better than the kid who got into you know, Fairfield University, where I went. You know, it just doesn't seem right. That, yeah, it's like show-off time. Yeah, uh, but but also, there. how about how about kids uh, thinking about going into one of the trades and, and being right. able to wear those T-shirts and having some prestige attached to those things? I never did understand what they were up to with uh, pulling this stuff out of the schools. I don't get it, but, but there's a lot we can do with education. I I think we're, we're throwing a lot of money at it, which is great, and maybe we should be throwing more money about it. I don't know. I need to look into it. Um, but we have to have more accountability, and it's not just test scores. Um, you know, the social part of kids these days with COVID and everything else is a problem. Um, so there's a lot to do, but, but, but to, to come full circle to see uh, an assistant principal have that be his, his perspective when hiring teachers, it's a pretty sad statement for Connecticut. I'm glad... The attorney general has belatedly, a day after, uh, agreed to do an investigation. But, but we need to dig into this because if it's happening anywhere else, we got to root it out and get rid of it. We're talking to Bob Stefanowski. Anything else you can tell us about the political side of this? Is Are you hearing a lot of conversation? Is your phone buzzing like crazy with incoming texts on, on this issue? It is, and I think it's getting a fair amount of national attention. And, and, and the other thing is, I, I guess there's more to come. I, you may know more than I do, but I have I had heard that there may be another couple tapes that, that, that this group has. Have you heard that as well? Yes, and that's, uh, I, I guess James O'Keefe, the head of Project Veritas, said that in interviews in, in Greenwich yesterday. And that's normally how they work. They throw stuff out there, they get it started, and then they do follow-ups. So, uh, yeah, it could have uh, more legs than, than we might think. What it shows you is how hollow these political campaigns are. And I'm trying to you know, state facts and say what I really can deliver. But when you got the governor up there saying, I cut your taxes and, you know, Connecticut is safer because of me and, you know, and there's no bias in the school system and, you know, it, it's all nonsense. And, and, and I think most people see it, but it's a stark contrast when you see on film that what the governor's been saying for six months now is hogwash and, and, and you can't trust anything the man says. And, and I hope people are smart enough in November to see through all this political rhetoric and, and stop listening to what he says 
and, and listen to what you see and hear every day. And this is a perfect example with respect to education, how in some corners of our state it really needs to be revised. All right. Anything else you want us to know, Bob? No. Thank you for having me on, and I uh, hope you have a great rest of the week. All right. Appreciate you jumping in and commenting on this story. Bob Stefanowski, Republican nominee for governor, 860-522-9842. That's it for our uh, guests for the hour. So we've got the rest of the time to talk, and we can go to Christine in Middletown. Hi, Christine. Hi, Todd. How's it going? What's up? Um, I think the Dems, they expose themselves. Because every comment I've seen from everyone, not one has talked about helping the kids redoing the curriculum. Redoing the curriculum? Is that what you said? Yeah. All this, yeah. you know, you're talking the gender ideology. What the Democrats are doing with this, they're not helping the kids at all. They're hurting the kids. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for for Bob or anyone in the GOP to redo this, if they really want to help the kids on that, this is done through private sector groups, not by the schools. Where do you think this comes from, this desire to infuse fringe ideology into what's supposed to be mainstream education? Well, I could tell you I was a guest on a radio show in New Jersey, and one of the, um, by uh, independent... Um, candidate down there and their campaign manager was reaching out to me he he's trying to locate there's like uh, one of the lgbt front groups pressuring biden through the school grants on this so this is definitely coming from washington no wonder why yet leadership here and the democrats haven't pushed back on the issue yeah well it's definitely their team that's for sure thank you christine mike in plainville Hello there, Mike. Let me see if I can get you on the... Okay, I think you're on the air now, Mike. Go ahead. I think so. I I tell you what, I'm, I'm like a lot of people. I'm so f- fed up and sick and tired. Every week, every month, somebody opens their mouth, like this guy in Greenwich, and then we have this brainiac, Kate Diaz, that comes out and does a little tap dance and a mea culpa. It just, it's ridiculous. What a monumental mountain of BS that was that I listened to. Sorry, what what did you listen to? What are you alluding to? Kate Diaz when she she Oh, the, the letter. That what the, a mon- monumental mountain of rubbish that was. Well, it certainly wasn't demonstrating a concern over the well-being of the education system. Can I be perfectly frank with you? Or you can be perfectly Mike. Perfectly, Mike. How about uh, a la uh, Andrew Dice Clay, <laughs> Kate Diaz, and all these other liars and people that cover up? You know, when I'm dead and gone and they bury me, I want them to bury me upside down so they can kiss my ass. Well, no, you can't be that, Frank. No, that's a little too Frank, Mike. That's a little too Mike, Frank. Wayne in Bristol next. Hi, Wayne. Hey, how you doing, Todd? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I just wanted to point out something for Bob Stefanowski, because people seem to forget. You know, I've talked to people, and they say, geez, what a great job the governor did with COVID. Well, people forget that. How many people, because of he followed Como, that died on account of him? 11,000, and the vast majority of those seniors trapped in institutional settings. Yeah, it was a tragedy. It's amazing that... Uh, people pay so little attention. Well, like I said, I'm one of the guys who didn't forget, you know, and like I said, you know, because of what he did, you know, people needlessly died 
I'm not saying he did it intentionally, but no. Oh, I would say he does it intentionally because what he does is he focuses on the politics. He has no interest in the policy. So the reason he was following Cuomo and following the CDC is that's a political strategy to make sure that you're not being exposed to uh, political risk by doing something that might make sense, for example, as opposed to stupid things, which is what the governor did and what Cuomo did. Well, like I said, let Bob, you know, start uh, reminding people of that, you know, and it says that should definitely be in his campaign because people forget too soon. <laughs> they do. Thank you, Wayne, for the call. 860-522-9842. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yeah. Thursday afternoon. Can you believe the weekend fast approaches? 860-522-9842. Steven Suffield. Hi, Steve. Hi, Todd. Thanks for taking the call. I, uh, I appreciate you as one of the few voices of reason in Connecticut, you along and Bob Stefanowski. Uh, reason I'm calling is I just I listen to you talk to Bob Stefanowski. I always love hearing him talk. But the problem is, he said, I hope everybody sees through, you know, Governor, you know, phony baloney Lamont. Nobody, I don't think that's, that he realizes people aren't seeing through that. He needs to state his case and bring it to the people. And, for instance, I'm a physician. The stuff you talked about, that last caller talking about the COVID, Connecticut wasn't just bad. It was one of the worst states in the country. Mm-hmm. And we're talking New York and Connecticut are at the top of the list for bad as far as how they dealt with COVID. So, you know, I think Stefanowski should have an attack commercial that every time Lamont puts that one on, he should have his on saying, no, you did a terrible job. Look at all the deaths. He trapped people in nursing homes to die. You know, he's not doing that. And the tax thing... Yeah, it's great when you have billions of dollars of federal money. Yeah, you got a surplus, but it's not because of anything you did. You're trying to raise taxes and spend this into oblivion. You know, do you see what I'm saying, Todd? Yeah, it's um, 
it's hard to <laughs> everybody wants to can't be the the one making the decisions on the the governor's race on our side because we all have these uh, stored up arguments that that we want to hear being made and I think if you're in Bob's position you're trying to sort through and figure out which ones are going to work and you've got all these professional people giving you advice and and um, you know those they've got to figure it all out but what you're saying are those are thoughts I have and I think a lot of people do but I mean he needs to every time I think he should have somebody in charge of listening to every Lamont lying commercial and immediately launch an attack to counter it because I think Lamont is getting traction on his lies and people aren't seeing through it this is the problem and much as I appreciate, I love hearing Bob on your show. Unfortunately, like he, you, and he are preaching to your own choir. We all we're in agreement here. The problem is that the, all the people who don't listen to your show, who don't believe in these these things are happening, and don't see through it. Yes, you know, and you need to really you can't just you got to be blunt with these people. You can't just let those commercials float and not counter them. No, I think that's true. I think that I, I can't argue with that. Uh, part of the problem is, part of the challenge is, there's limited bandwidth, and, and all these ads cost money, and having a campaign is expensive, and you spend a lot of time raising the money. And then part of what you need to do is project a narrative of who you are and what your campaign is about, and there's all those competing things they're trying to sort through. That's, uh, yeah, and you know, I mean, Bob, he sounds like a great guy, and he's projected that. But I think he needs more attack ads, and I, I have this deja vu feeling of what happened last time, you know, and it's not good. So uh, in terms of your measure on the COVID thing, what's the measure you go by? Is it death rate, or are you talking about other numbers as well? I mean, my, I, my, one of my best buddies is an epidemiologist. He mm -hmm. actually called Stefanowski's campaign and said he'd volunteer his time to put all the statistics out there and as plain as you can be for even the layperson to see how bad Connecticut fared. It was right up there with the worst. New York was like worst, and Connecticut was second, you know. And they never got back to him. He's very upset. He's like, I volunteered my time, and no one even called me back. I mean, this is, you know, we're both like, we're, we're, we keep going back and forth. We want to help Bob. We want him to win. Yep. But it just, you know, it's, it's upsetting. Well, if he still wants to send uh, send me the information, and I'll try to see if I can penetrate their uh, consciousness with Great. it. Great, I I will I will talk. He'll be overjoyed. He's like you know he's he oh, wants good. to vent this stuff. He's like it's all pent up, you know. All right, great. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Steve, for the call. It's great to hear from you. to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, yeah. We've got a hot story going on in Connecticut, and, and it's what's exciting in particular about that is that it's a big national story, and you've got National Review and other, other uh, wider-reach publications talking it up and it's really important to get this behind the scenes reality of how it works because a lot of people have trouble imagining exactly how the system is rigged in such a way to cause these uh, these insidious forces to be able to permeate the schools and it's about central control and it's about the things the founders didn't want America to have they didn't want state 
boards of education telling the local schools what to do. They didn't want a federal Department of Education telling the states what to do. It's all backwards, and, and now we're seeing the reason. The reason is because you don't want to create a single organism that can be invaded by a single virus. And that's what wokeism is. That's what leftism is. That's the danger that we're dealing with right now. 860 Juan in East Hartford. Hi, Juan. Oh, that's such a hot topic. Thanks, Scott, for, for staying on top of it. Um, just one quick note. That, that uh, 91 issue, it's a medical emergency. It's either a heart attack or an overdose. Right in the middle of the highway, unfortunately. But going back to this education stuff, the 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 control is, is, is at the federal government in, in all reality, and the control is really not in the towns, at least in, in West Hartford. The state has control over the Board of Education. The town doesn't have control over the Board of Education. Because? uh, So anything that comes down the pike is mandated by by the state. Um, Mr. Tong, come on. How can you not react faster to this? We got to clean our house. And not only that, but Bob hit it on the head when he said we got to get back to teaching shop, to teaching our kids how to build things, how to learn to add history, math, and most important, civics, behavior. It's not up to the teachers to touch into into the social stuff because lack of the parents. Yeah, so if the parents lack it, if you were to teach in school discipline, Good behavior, respect, respect for the old elders, good work ethic. I would say if a kid is at a school for eight hours and sees his parents for another four, I would say the school would have a larger influence. So when you have that much influence over a kid, teach him the right stuff. Don't teach him to be a woke Democrat. (laughs) <laughs> well, the, unfortunately, these folks seem to think that's the right stuff, one. It And as far as, as what the, the last doc who called and talked about Bob, you know, I, I can relate to where Bob is. So many different things come in his way because nothing that Lamont does, nothing that the state of Connecticut does is right. There's so many... I mean, it's like walking into a house that is that you've had maybe like two, three dogs or a bear that went through and just destroyed the entire place. Where do you start? Where where do you and and you're running against a governor who's using he's got this slush fund sent from Washington that he's he's giving away to blocks of voters in order to influence the election. So yeah, it's a good point. One, there is a lot that. Uh, that a candidate is up against in Bob's position. Bob in Enfield. Hi, Bob. How you doing? Uh, I like Bob Stefanowski. I'm I'm a Republican. I've been on town committees for 40 years, Enfield and East Windsor, and I'm for him. However, he comes across very bland. He just doesn't have that charisma like John Rowland has. And he should have people, an authority, promoting him 
in in their ads. You know, I'm John Smith. I'm the this and and uh, uh, he should be governor because he can clean up the state. But as far as the the curriculum in the schools, the uh, that's like the, the last caller. It's state run. It's mandatory. Sex education is mandatory in eighth grade. It's been mandatory for the last thirty years, but all of a sudden it becomes an issue, and it's been there for the longest time. I w- I served on the school board in Enfield in the early nineties, and it was there then. So you know, I don't know why this emerges at this date, thirty years after it, it was mandated. You mean why sex education becomes controversial or why it's suddenly a, a conduit for... Well, because I think when, when I was in high school, which was back in the early 70s, sex education was like a, a biology class. And they weren't there trying to convince you that it was good to be transgender and to doubt the, the, uh, the people who would tell you they're... That, that sex is binary and stuff like that. There's been huge changes. They, they've infiltrated the notions of what this curriculum is supposed to be all about. Well, well from what I understand, I've talked to many Board of Education, and that's not true. So uh, who do you believe? Do you believe Bob Stefanowski? Do you believe uh, Governor Lamont? Oh, I would, believe the, uh, I would believe the tape of the assistant principal talking to Project Veritas that has well, ca- caused all this commotion and believe your eyes and ears in terms of what's going on with the schools as they become degraded and loosen up their standards and give diplomas to kids who haven't learned anything and haven't haven't passed their classes. The, the evidence is everywhere that we are we are getting less educated kids for the education. Not in every town, I'm sure, because, you know, towns with driven parents and high-performing parents have high-performing kids, but it's a different world out there, I believe. Carol in Bloomfield, hi. Hey, hi, Todd, how are you? Thanks for the call, Carol. Hey, um, just wanted to build on Steve's um, message he had before. I totally agree with him. I, I've been a, a Shepanowski supporter for some time. But what I see is I see a, a lack of a killer instinct in him. I think people see his messaging and they, they think he's weak because he's not coming across with that killer instinct. And I think a lot of people are, are, are moving in that direction. When they see someone who doesn't look like he, he has a killer instinct to go after his opponent with all the ammunition he has to do, uh, then that looks like weakness. Yeah, well, I hear you, but keep in mind this is the beginning of the real deal for the campaign right now. So after Labor Day, you've got two months, and that's really where the campaign happens. So we'll we'll get to see who's got killer instinct and and who's got the. Um, I want to see in, that intensity killer instinct message. in him because yeah. I think that'll make a world of difference. No, I think you're right. I think everybody does. Anything else, Carol? Nope. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for the call. It's good to hear from you. Gary's calling from Watertown. Hi, Gary. Hey, hey, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to call because I never heard this on your show before, but I think I figured this out. Did you read comic books when you were younger? I didn't. Okay. Well, there was a series of Superman comic books, which they introduced an alternate universe called Bizarro World. <laughs> 
so everything was the opposite. You know, like men were women, uh-huh. women were men, good was bad, black. So we're we are actually in bizarro world. Yeah, we've switched so, over to the other. Uh, <laughs> what do they call that? The other plane. Yeah, I, but you know, it's bizarro world. If you're ever near a comic book shop, get pick one of those up. But uh, that's where we are. I hate to say it. It's as frustrating as as, pos- as it could possibly be. Uh, but you guys uh, on on your station, keep it up. You guys are all great. Uh, and I'll keep listening, okay? Thank you for that, Gary. We will hold up our end of that bargain. You know, we were talking to the caller earlier about who do you believe. The If there's just one person, that assistant principal who's on the tape, talking about how he hires he hires the the progressives because he knows the progressives the more progressive they are he said the more skilled they are at teaching kids to be democrats without actually exposing themselves as pushing an ideology and a political belief it's pretty remarkable stuff if there's one person in one Connecticut school who's doing that, imagine what it takes to make that happen. And if you listen to Peter Schur, who was with us during the first hour today, and you can listen to that tape at, at uh, WTIC.com, that, it's incredible when you listen to Peter describe what's going on in the schools. And we didn't have time to get into it, but it has to do with a radicalized superintendent who was brought in and, and supported by most of the Republicans and and all the Democrats on the school board for some reason, and who's who's uh, supposedly pushing this radical agenda. And if it's happening in one school, it's happening in many. If it's happening in one, it means the whole infrastructure has to be doing this and understanding this is what they're doing. It's got to be because otherwise, how would one superintendent of schools, they all move around from one job to the next. How would one with that agenda get away with it? 860-522-9842. The Rand Line number 751-4698. Some black folks may stop and take pause while struggling to show their cause that all the travails of white Catholic males are protected by all the same laws. I'm sorry, that was... Oh, okay, this is about... This is about Greenwich, huh? Hey, Todd, I'm calling about the PSAs I hear on the radio all the time and uh, about the COVID vaccines being safe and effective. Where where are they getting their data? I mean, just because they say it doesn't mean it's true. I mean, don't you think if it's a PSA, it should at least have some factual information in it? Well... It should be based on factual information. It doesn't have to necessarily be in the PSA. Joe and Harwinson. Hi, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you know, with this guy in Cobb, you know, if there's one of these bad apples, a good chunk of the barrel has got to be, you know. Don't you think? And, and, you know, shame on Bob Stefanowski. I know the campaign really doesn't start until Tuesday. You know, God, this is like, this is a gimme. This is like blood in the water inviting the sharks to feast. And he's just sitting sitting around doing nothing. He should have been on that TV on a press conference, 5 p.m., saying, "Look, this is ridiculous. You know, Governor, where are you? Where, where, where are your people? You know, the, the questions to ask. You know, he, you know, he should have been he should have been saying, Attorney General, where, where's your investigation? Where's your condemnation? Where's your shame? 
you know, but of course he does nothing, which is, again, he's, he's got to get out of limp noodle mood and, you know, pay attention, for goodness sakes. I like, your I like your conviction about it. Have you ever uh, run for office, Joe? No, no. I, I might have too many skeletons in the closet, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be governor for a day. You know, I'd, I'd love to do that, but, you know, I don't know, uh, don't know a lick about politics, which probably is a good thing, I guess. Well, you, you sound know. like you have good instincts for it. Thank you so much for the call. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.